So because I am an avid reader, I do come across many books online and just when I am out shopping for a new book to read. And, you know, not all of them get read by me because, well, there's obviously time, but then there's interest. So some books, the cover may capture me, but then the synopsis turns me off or the premise may pique my interest, but maybe the author is less than likable, <laughs> we'll say. <laughs> or, you know, I just be maybe in a certain mood at that time where I know I want to stay away from certain content and then I just never make my way back around to that book that got passed over. So there are a number of reasons why I don't read certain books. But lately... I will say there have been certain topics that are explored often, I would say in the past three, two to three years, where there's specific topics that keep being explored in fiction that I'm a little sick of at this point. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to pass on certain books because they're becoming a cliche and they're almost reading like nonfiction because they're too on the nose and too much like what's happening in society. So I don't even see the creative part. <laughs> There's certain keywords, certain descriptors that are brought up in a synopsis that I seek out just to let me know, okay, I know I am not going to enjoy this story, so I am going to pass on it. So that's what I will be talking about today. Hello, my name is Tamika, and whether you stopped by Junkie for a story by accident or are here by intention, thank you for joining me. I hope you like this video, and if so, please give it a like and subscribe at the end. And don't forget to hit the bell for notifications so you can keep up with my new releases. And now let's get into the video. So a very popular book that has been talked about and remains on the charts for quite some time now is It Ends With Us, I think is the name of it. Let me see. <laughs> yes, it is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Now, I have read, I think, one or two of her books. Uh, November 9th was, yeah, I think that in a, maybe it was a novella. I can't remember the name of it, but I know I read November 9th and I have that one. And I find her style is not quite for me, but this one, it ends with us, keeps coming up. <laughs> So, 
look at it. Now, I'm going to read the synopsis. But let's see if it's long. I'm probably not going to read all of it. Okay, so I'm going to read this real quick. And I haven't even read this synopsis before, but we'll see. So, sometimes it is the one who loves you who hurts you the most. Lily hasn't always had it easy, but that's never stopped her from working hard for the life she wants. She comes a long way from the small town in Maine where she grew up. She graduated from college, moved to Boston, and started her own business. So when she feels a spark with a gorgeous neurosurgeon named Raul Kincaid, everything in Lily's life suddenly seems almost too good to be true. Raul is assertive, stubborn, maybe even a little arrogant. He's also sensitive, brilliant, and has a total soft spot for Lily. And the way he looks in scrubs certainly doesn't hurt. Lily can't get him out of her head, but Raul's complete aversion to relationships is disturbing, even as Lily finds herself becoming the exception to his no dating rule. She can't help but wonder what made him that way in the first place. As questions about her new relationship overwhelm her, so do thoughts of Atlas Corrigan, her first love, and a link to the past she left behind. He was her kindred spirit, her protector. When Atlas suddenly reappears, everything Lily has built with Raoul is threatened. So, actually, that... <laughs> This synopsis is not bad. <laughs> so actually, yeah, this, this synopsis is actually not bad. I like it because it is not specific in any way. But what I've found about her, Colleen Hoover's writing, is that she kind of always leans into the tragedy of a relationship. <laughs> and for me, I'm just really not interested in that. Now, I know there was something in here that made me not want to pick this book up. So maybe it wasn't in the synopsis. But there's, there's something usually in her writing and all of her stories where I know it's going to be a tearjerker kind of a story. So I don't even bother with it, but I can't, there was something in here. Okay. I'm not finding it now. There was something in this story that kind of let me know I would not like it maybe it must have been the review because the synopsis is actually good the synopsis is not really telling you everything <laughs> which is good it's it's vague enough but still giving you a little bit to make you interested in the story however this one i would say it's the author but not in a mean not in a bad way it's just I know I don't like her kind of storytelling, so I would stay away from this one. So this one is a no for me, but yeah. The next one is Cherish Farah, which is by Bethany C. Morrow. 
Now, I have never read this author. I forgot. I think she did a contemporary fiction last year or something like that. This is not her first book, but I haven't... You know what? I think I did read one of her books. <laughs> okay. I, it's, let me just look her up real quick. Because I think I did read her one of her books and it was okay let's see here okay so she's got a, quite a few out mm. no oh you know what maybe i'm getting her confused with someone no I, okay so i haven't read any of her books but she's got quite a few out okay no, so I haven't read her. So this author, she has a book titled Cherish Farrah. And I like the cover, I must say, but this is why I'm not reading this one. <laughs> okay, so first it says, let's see, from bestselling author Bethany C. Morrow comes a new adult social horror novel in the vein of Get Out Meets My Sister, the Serial Killer, about Farrah, a young, calculating Black girl who manipulates her way into the lives of her Black best friend's white, wealthy, adoptive family, but soon suspects she may not be the only one with ulterior motives. Now, that's... It, it actually is quite juicy, but... <laughs> So, first of all, one of its comp titles is Get Out, which tends to be overused, I think. <laughs> but, I mean, whatever. And then My Sister, the Serial Killer. I haven't read that book, but the fact that it's comp to that book... Um... That doesn't pique my interest. <laughs> so there's that. And then it says adult social horror novel. That makes me think I'm not interested, right? <laughs> and then the main kicker is it says black best friends, white, wealthy, adopted family. I don't know why, but whenever I see a adoptive family I'm really not <laughs> not interested in that and then whenever I see black best friends white friend I already know I'm not interested in that because that always tends to be about racism and it's not done in a new way it's just the same the same points that are being brought up about racism and it's, it's nothing new. So been there, done that. So all of that, even though it's that, that is well written and interesting enough. It's just that it's not for me. <laughs> so there's that. Now, when I go further into the synopsis, Okay, so it's two black girls 
in her country club community. So see, when when I see country club community, I'm thinking white neighborhood, right? And then it's two black girls. So I, I'm already not liking that right there. <laughs> just because I already know what that's going to be about. You know, you, you just know. And so white girls spoiled. So yeah, <laughs> black parents can't seem to afford and mm, yeah, see, it, it's hitting all the same notes, I would say. And I'm just used to that kind of a story. But the fact that it's a horror novel that makes it a little bit different, but I would just say, okay, this came out back in February of this year. The horror aspect of it could make it a little more fresh, I guess. But most of what I'm seeing in this synopsis just reads like yet another novel about racism and, you know, black versus white and poor versus rich. And not that anything is all that new. It's just, there's a lot of this <laughs> coming out right now. And I just, eh, I, I don't know. I, I would pass on this based on what is in this synopsis. That's just me. <laughs> So, yeah, I would pass on that. Like I said, I have been reading a lot of those novels in the past two years. Like last year and this year, I have been reading a lot of those novels. And that's why I've decided. Because normally, I don't even think I look, I read the synopsis on most, most books. Usually, I just go in a bookstore and I just, if I like the cover... I usually will read like the first page and then I'll decide based on that. But now I have been reading the synopsis because the the synopsis does give stuff away without meaning to <laughs> that I know now to look for so I cannot waste money. <laughs> so anyway, last year I got this book, The Kindest Lie by Nancy Johnson. And I had been putting it off, not for any particular reason, I think just because I, I have a lot of books right now that I have been reading. And so this just wasn't a high priority for me. <laughs> so this is the author's debut novel. And it says she is a graduate of Northwestern University in the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And she lives in downtown Chicago. So, all right. So I read this book. The setting was, it's, it's kind of in the past because it, it starts around the 2008 election and the setting is in Chicago. That that didn't make me not want to pick it up or, or have hesitation. I, I'll read just a, some of uh, what's 
on the inside flap. So it says it's 2008 and the rise of Barack Obama ushers in a new kind of hope. In Chicago, Ruth Tuttle, an Ivy League educated black engineer, is married to a kind and successful man. He's eager to start a family, but Ruth is uncertain. She has never gotten over the baby she gave birth to and was forced to give up when she was a teenager. She had promised her family she'd never look back, but Ruth knows that to move forward, she must make peace with the past. Returning home, Ruth discovers the Indiana factory town of her youth is plagued by unemployment, racism, and despair. While her family is happy to see her, they remind her of the painful sacrifices they made to give her a shot at a better future, such as the comfortable middle-class life she now enjoys. Now, that's... That is enough to pique my interest. And I like the fact... It does say plagued by unemployment, racism, and despair. So racism is just something I'm choosing as a reader to stay away from. I'm just kind of, I need a break from the racism trope, okay? Or whatever you want to call it. I could use a break from that. Now, if I were the publisher, I would have leaned more into the economic recession of 2008, and the writing should have leaned more into that. That would have made it a little more unique. But, um, yeah, so there's that. And then I like what it had to say about motherhood because Ruth, she did give up this baby when she was a teenager. And it was one of those situations where she comes from a poor, lower-class family. And her... She, she has a brother and then her mother is absent. <laughs> and so she was raised by her grandparents and the family collectively decided to have Ruth give up the child so that she didn't miss out on the chance to go to Yale. I think it was Yale. She had a scholarship to go to Yale and then is that decision that provided her this comfortable life that she's living as an upper-class Black, highly educated and successful married woman. So she's she's living comfortably now because of the education she was able to receive as a result of giving up the baby. And she's now married and her husband is you know, talking about starting a family and he's talking about, he, you know, he wants a big family, okay? <laughs> and so she can't help but think about the child that she gave up who is now 10 or 11 years old, something like that. Um, so she travels back home because she's now living in Chicago and married to another equally successful um, black man in this in in the same field i think they're in the same field it goes back and forth it it tells the story from Ruth's perspective and then also from midnight's perspective and midnight is one of the children who lives in Ruth's old neighborhood back in indiana and indiana 
the, the her old neighborhood. It's one of those towns that is suffering from the recession. You know, the, their major plant closed down, and so many of the people in that area lost their jobs and haven't quite recovered from that. So there, there's a lot of crime and drugs and gang-related crime that has happened as a result of people not having anywhere to go <laughs> and just trying to find creative ways to make money. So it goes down that path. Well, this novel focuses on a woman and how she dealt with becoming pregnant at a young age and not being ready as well as the potential father and his unreadiness about parenthood. So the synopsis does read interesting and I think I picked this up at a time when I wasn't yet tired of those stories that deal with racism and too similar to current day society. So when I picked this up, I was interested in it, but then when I read it, it is a good story, I would say, but around the midpoint, it started to go into that familiar territory <laughs> of being another one of those stories. Now, I will say the author, Nancy Johnson, she is a great writer, um, especially for her to be a debut novelist she tackled a lot of issues but the story never felt convoluted or like she left some plot lines incomplete everything i i would say was dealt with and given the attention that it needed and from what i remember they all the storylines did wrap up and were resolved. And the characters, there's quite a I would say there's a good amount of characters in here and a, a good mix of them, and they all felt distinctive. It's just at this point, after reading so many novels that deal with racism and black people versus capitalism and economic strife and stuff like that. Although the economic crisis, that's something I don't read about too much. Honestly, I haven't, I don't think I've read anything recently that dealt with the 2008 economic crisis. Uh, crisis. Overall, the story is good. And like I said, Nancy Johnson, her writing is superb. 
It's just after having read many books that deal with racism and a lot of what's happening in American society currently, I just would have preferred that she leaned more into the motherhood aspect and how that those secrets that she kept, how that affected the marriage. And then I would say her husband, the character of her husband, I forgot, what is his name? Xavier, I think, is the husband's name. But he just went MIA after, once she decided to go back home to Indiana, (laughs) it was like, you forgot she was even married. I am exhausted with stories that deal with racism, gang-related crime. That I I could have done without. I'll I'll say that. (laughs) I could have done without that in this novel. And I just think because of the character she created with Ruth, it had the potential to be better. (laughs) And so, yeah. I I would recommend this. Like I said, the writing is good. I do think it's a little on the long side, but I'm... Wow. Okay, so it's 300 and something. Let's see. It's 322 pages. It it felt longer than that. (laughs) So it may just be because of what I have been reading lately. And like I said, it just... It felt almost like reading a news article. You know, it was a little too close to reality. I I would have focused more on the motherhood and the marriage. That would have, especially the, the commentary around motherhood, because I think it's often assumed that if you're a woman, you just naturally have that mother's intuition and aspiration to be a mom. And that's not always the case with every woman because not every woman is meant to be a mother. And so that commentary I really enjoyed reading about because it was, for me, it was was less than familiar. You know, I don't read about that often in books. So I enjoyed that commentary. And seeing Ruth's growth as a, a mother who's not mothering. <laughs> she's she's a mother who's, I guess you could say, inactive. And her relationship with her son, even though she's not really in his life, but she's still behaving as a mom as she tries to learn who her son is and where he is, etc. So I, I like that part of the story. But overall, it was a good read. And then I found this new book that, um, now this was, this I found on Amazon and it's one of their, from their Lake Union Publishing. It's called This Way Out. 
and it's I believe this is the author's debut novel. So the author is Tufael Ahmed, I think. <laughs> I think that's how you say his name. And this is his debut novel, which comes out July 1st. So this one, first of all, the cover is really, really, I love it. I love the cover. It's, it's perfect. But I'm just going to read, like, the first paragraph of the synopsis. So this one, it says, It's time everyone knew the truth, and what better way to announce you're getting married and gay than on your family WhatsApp group. Omar can't wait to tell everyone his wonderful news. He's found the one, and he's getting married. But it turns out, announcing his engagement on a group chat might not have been the best way to let his strict Muslim Bangladeshi family know that his happy ever after partner is a man and a white man at that. Don, don, don. <laughs> All right. Now, normally when I see and a white man at that, that's when I check out normally. <laughs> but actually, this one, I would say, is a maybe. It's a maybe because, well, first there is the author, I'm guessing, is of Asian descent. So it says Muslim Bangladeshi family. So I'm thinking this might be, you know, someone from that background telling that story. So that makes me interested because I don't read about Muslim Bangladeshi families in fiction. So that piques my interest. And then because he might be from that background, I mean, I don't know if it will tell me. Look at me getting distracted. <laughs> okay, let's see if the author profile. Okay, so it says he is London. He. Ahmed is a London-based journalist, author, and lecturer. So, yeah, it, it doesn't say anything about his ethnic background. But this is in the LGBTQ category, and it's under the coming-of-age fiction, humorous fiction, and family life fiction. So, yeah, I'm thinking I might pick this one up, okay? And, and it does say that it's humorous fiction, so I like a book with a sense of humor. So even though it sounds like there might be racism within the plot, I'll still give it a read, I think. And then it's only 268 pages, so that's working for it because I don't like long books. <laughs> so... Okay, and then let's see. It says, suddenly Amar is questioning everything he once believed in, his faith, culture, family, his mother's love, and even his relationship with Joshua. Amar was sure he knew what love meant, but was he just plain wrong? So this kind of... There is a romance within the story, it sounds like, but then 
there's some family drama, obviously. We got the strict Muslim background, so... <laughs> and he's gay, obviously. So, obviously, that's not good. <laughs> so, I'm sure there'll be conflict there between Amara and his family. But then it sounds like he might be getting cold feet about the, the lo love story with Joshua. So... And like I said, because it's 268 pages, if I'm going to get like a heavy story, I don't like it to be long. I don't want to sit with that book for four or 500 pages. So since it is short, I, I can see myself giving this a read. Now I see it's got one, uh, it's got one review and I'm not going to read it because... <laughs> People on Amazon, they like to get way too detailed and just tell you literally everything. <laughs> so I'm not going to read that. So you know what? I, I'll say this is a yes. I, I'll read this book, actually. And I, I like that he's outing himself on a WhatsApp group chat. <laughs> so... Yeah, this sounds like it might be fun, but it might also be poignant. So it, it it's up my alley. Yeah, it's up my alley. I, I can see this being fun, but also touching on serious issues, but not getting weighed down by the issues, right? So, yeah, I think I'll give this one a read. Yeah. But I will put all the links to the books I mentioned in the description if you are interested in giving them a read. So they'll, my affiliate links will be in the description. You can go on and take a look at it. But yeah, that does it for this episode. So thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed this video, please give it a like, comment, and subscribe. And let me know if there is a book out there, or books, plural, that you were recommended, but then upon further investigation you said no <laughs> let me know what changed your mind about that book was it the synopsis was it reviews like what what makes you say no to a book basically so that that's my my question to you but anyway that wraps this up and i will catch you in the next one Bye.